that starts with welcome. <laughs> welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 4752. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are eternally waiting on a progress bar. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive in a dumpster for the things that you love. Off script. Woo! I'm leaving that little like, oh yeah, it starts with welcome, doesn't oh, it? Fuck you. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll see. I um, had such a you I just told you I don't do well under pressure, Megan. <laughs> I just told you. Oh man. Um <sighs> hi, we're back. It's Friday. <laughs> we were gone somewhere? Well, just, you know, it's another week. <laughs> we're back. Hi. Love a Friday record. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking gong <laughs> show today. So we're recording this opening bit to start while we wait for Netflix, apparently. Um, we can vamp for a few minutes. Um, and then we're gonna watch Riverdale, because apparently some crazy shit went down. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. You don't know shit all. So I'm gonna just, like, give Absorb. my thoughts <laughs> and see if I figure out what's going on. And then Kelsey's gonna have some reactions, so Tyler and Amanda, this is for you. Yes. That's why we're doing this. Hundo P. And it was my suggestion, actually, because they wanted a, they wanted Kelsey to watch it before we recorded. We didn't think we'd have time, but we're making time. We're making, as long as Netflix loads. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that, and then we've got some other, some sad news to talk about. Yes. Um, television-wise. Um, and then, I don't know, some other stuff. We'll see. Apparently you have a game for me. I do have a game. It's just like a would-you-rather kind of Which I'm, like, immediately nervous about. Don't be. Like, you told me in the car, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start sweating. (laughs) Preemptively No, no, it'll be fine, I promise. There won't be anything, like, horrible that you have to choose from. Probably not, anyway. Um, and yeah, so we just thought we'd record this opening first before we did the rest of it, because I was like, man, if we wait, then I feel like... Tone might be different. A little bit, so we wanted to, like, get the intro out. Mm-hmm. Mistake free, or whatever. Mistake free. <laughs> <laughs> Bold statement. Oh, uh, I do it again. Um, yeah, so that's that. So we're gonna watch Riverdale, and also eat some hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not technically hamburgers. None of them are hamburgers. That's what they're called, is hamburgers. It's a stupid fucking name. It doesn't matter. Yes. Um, are you gonna be as mad about hamburgers as Dave Lozo was about throwing catfish on the ice? I could be. Because... <laughs> I'm going to say this while we're still <laughs> waiting for Netflix. Um, today on Puck Soup, when I, well, this week on Puck Soup, uh, Dave Lozo had what might be my favorite sports-related rant of all time. It was pretty fucking epic. It was incredible. Um, he was talking about throwing catfish on the ice in Nashville and how dumb it is. Uh, because it's dumb to throw animals on the ice. I agree. In agree so many ways. But holy fuck, he just lost he it. Off. He just, and his voice just kept getting higher and higher yeah. as he was going. I was in the car listening to it on my way to work, and I cried <laughs> because I laughed so hard. And then I got to Starbucks because I was getting a cup of coffee, went to the drive thru, and I was like wiping tears out of my eyes when I picked my coffee up. Oh my god. And then I drove to, uh, drove to work, which is only like two minutes from the Starbucks. And I sat in the parking lot and I listened to it two more times, just that little like three minute <laughs> slice of it. And it was just like, it was such a great. Great start to the morning. And it's not even like that was on their agenda to discuss. No, it just kind of like was a very organic. We just could not. Um, the other thing that made me really laugh this morning, I like I like barked out a laugh when he did his Nathan Walker impersonation because it was oh, really yeah. bad and it was really funny. Even it was just like when I heard it, I was like, 
wait a minute, isn't Nathan Walker Australian? Yeah, <laughs> it was so bad. And I was still at home when I listened to that part, and it, my laugh, like, echoed in the stairway oh my God. going downstairs. Um, yeah, so that, if you ha- don't listen to Puck Soup and don't make a habit of it, that's okay, but you should definitely listen to that part. It was great. It's a fun show. It was super fun. Um, so yeah, we're gonna watch Riverdale and have some, some food, and then we will come back and talk about Riverdale and Darn some other too. things. Um, so yeah, then that way we at least you got the opening. Peace be with before you. Before it just degenerates into... Madness? Whatever disaster. Whatever, <laughs> whatever disaster. Root beer burps! Oh wait. Oh yeah, there's gonna be root beer burps, apparently. So, <laughs> look forward to that. Imagine yourself being a girl on a water ski pyramid. <laughs> okay. And lo and behold, across the lake, coming right at you, is a man water ski pyramid. Yeah. I don't know if you think to yourself, thank God, a man for me. Yeah. I think you think to yourself, this was not worth the last three seconds of my life. <laughs> <laughs> also, how do those work? I don't know. Those things are insane. How? I don't know. I'm gonna look it up now. Are they real? Or did someone invent them? I don't know. Well, no, or like... I don't know. Is it... Oh, here come the root beer burps. Is it a 50s, like, marketing ploy? I don't know. Oof. Water ski pyramid. No, it's definitely a Google search thing. Okay, so in welcome case back. you were wondering, hello, <laughs> hi, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast. We uh, just watched uh, some uh, Riverdale. I kind of half watched it, played a little bit of SimCity, read some stuff, thought about writing a novel in the time it took the Wi-Fi to get through it. Um, that took us an hour and 20 minutes. It was bad. That was fucking awful. Um, so while we were doing this and just kind of sitting here... Um, chatting where where the water ski pyramid came from is a tweet that I found which I thought was really funny and I read it to Kelsey and I made her swallow her drink first so she didn't spit it out which was a good call it was a very on point Uh, point. and what I said was uh, there were no dating apps in the 1950s you just crashed a pyramid of water skiing girls into a pyramid of water skiing guys and hoped for the best and the first response is it was called the Fonzie scheme brilliant but the hopes for the best is that you don't drown. That's the hope for the best. Yeah, true. No, it's true. I, I agree. I, I agree completely. But, like, I'm just imagining, like, can you imagine, like, a, a dating show or something like that? Or, like, a TV show where, you know, you got all these single girls and single guys and they do the water skiing pyramid and then all of a sudden there's, like, a like a quick cut and everybody's paired off with, like, the person that was right opposite <laughs> them in the pyramid. I feel like there's lower budget ways to do that. <laughs> True. Less dangerous ways. Uh-huh. If not even, if not lower budget, for sure less dangerous. Because that feels. Dangerous. I feel like lower budget and more dangerous usually go hand in hand. No, but I feel like I feel like the people <laughs> on the top of those pyramids, like you know, you think that would be a lot. The people on the skis are fine. The people think so? The people who are action, oh, they're totally fine because they can bail. Like, but the people that the people <laughs> just fucking throw yeah, off the fun exactly <laughs> ski into yes, the distance exactly. But it's the people. <laughs> But also the other thing, the other problem with that is like, how would you get the pyramids? I know because there's both. Yeah, we're thinking way too hard about this. I hate this. (laughs) 
do you hate this conversation more or less than that episode of Riverdale? Because uh, I do have some questions. And I'm just going to ask my questions. I have so many questions, <laughs> and I watched all this fucking bullshit season. So as a person who's watched, like, the first two episodes and then never watched another one. Until this one. Until this one. Um, uh, I believe things I said were, Luke Perry! And is that Skeet Ulrich? Mm-hmm. And is that Mr. Weatherby? Mm-hmm. Um... Is her name really Hermione? Mm-hmm. Is her name Hermione Which I in the find comics? shocking because you've read the comics. I have read com- the Archie comics, but like, um, oh wow, another oh, Washington shit. goal. For nothing? Holy shit. What is happening? These caps are. Does it say 14 shots to four? It sure fucking oh. does. Tampa, what are you doing? Oh my god. Okay, um. Devils are just came. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, if last episode was the one with the hard R. Yeah. <laughs> so we can NC-17 and go. Um, yeah, no, I just have lots of questions about this episode. Why is there so much crime in Riverdale? What happened to, like, the happy town um, that, like, we know from the comics? Why is Archie the worst? Why is Reggie Asian? Like, there, I have lots of questions. <laughs> it's Reggie Asian. Well, he is. I'm just saying, there's source material that says he's not. Mr. But Lodge. Also, the source material is incredibly white. Of course, except it is. for Chuck. Mr. Mr. Lodge is supposed to be like an old man. Yeah. And he is not. You know what I thought? Marcus Willis is not old. No, he's a good looking man. He is a good looking man. What I thought to myself, and I took three pages of notes. She did, in disappearing ink, so it doesn't really matter. It's not. <laughs> you should use the yellow pen from that. <laughs> I wrote legitimately are Hermione and Hiram brother and sister. Oh yeah, the other thing I thought was that the lady that plays Hermione doesn't look evil enough to be her, like whatever manipulative shit she's doing. Um, so I feel like it should have been uh, Ava Longoria instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of this like no-name lady. Ava would not stoop to that stoop level. Stoop to this level. Of course not. At all. Of course. No, no, she absolutely 100% wouldn't. This is just... Okay, so about the crime. Okay, yeah, I, I'm curious about the crime. I don't know how to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> about Reggie being Asian. Don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> Sometime people were born in an Asian country and then they went to the lower mainland, birthed a baby Reggie. That's all I got. Okay. What was the other question? Why is Archie the worst? Yeah. Because he's a white teenage boy. But, like, I just... Ugh, I'm so confused. How come Jughead doesn't eat hamburgers all the time? Like, I don't... Under, I just don't get it. And Jughead in the comics is, like, asexual. And he's also, like, super smart. Just really fucking lazy. Yeah. Um, this Jughead and is, nice. like... nice. This Jughead just... I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how to process that. Was there anything in it... That you were like, okay. Um, I did notice that the guy from the Ghoulies, is that the gang? With like the weird face paint stuff? Yeah. Um, it has like a bat that is very reminiscent of Lucille from The Walking Dead. Instead of barbed wire, he's okay. got spikes sticking out of it. Um, so I'm very surprised his name isn't Negan. I honestly don't fucking remember the Ghoulies at all. I don't know what that's about. 
don't like Penny. Don't like her storyline. She was like the law advisor for the serpents essentially like would get them out of jail and oh, like okay. low terms and then um she manipulated Jughead into delivering some drugs for her and she did it on the promise this was when her uh, FP was in jail for supposedly um Jason Blossom's murder but he didn't do it who did it um, Jason Blossom's dad. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, I forgot. And Cheryl's the one who's, like, Red Riding Hood. Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? So, okay, <sighs> cor- correct me if I'm wrong. This episode opens with Cheryl in her house. Yes. Running up the stairs. From the Black Hood. From the Black Hood, who is Betty's father, as we yes. found out, spoilers, whatever, who gives a shit, it's bad, don't watch it. But, like, where did she go to get her fucking cape she and... She leapt out the fucking second story Why does she have to have the cape and... She's because on her own property. Cheryl is fashion. But she's on her own property. It's not like she has to disguise herself. It's not like she's trying to, like, be somebody else. She's on her own property. Why does she have to put on her Red Riding Hood cape because to get Cheryl her bone Because Cheryl doesn't arrow? do anything unless she does it at 150%. She is the epitome of, as the kids say, extra. Oh my god. I can't even. And I don't understand. Like, she shot Hal as the Black Hood in the shoulder. Yeah, she did a pretty... Why didn't she just shoot him in the fucking throat? Because she didn't want to kill him because she felt bad for Betty. Because they knew it was him and they were trying to figure it out. But then, Jughead calls up Cheryl. And she comes as backup for him with the ghoulies. And I'm like, Jughead, you weren't there. How do you know she's good at archery? And if Cheryl does this, like, for pay, what's she, what's she doing with these skills? Um. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm very confused. I am. Oh, Amanda has a shit ton of questions. Okay. She does. It's good. Is Archie ever going to do anything good? Mmm. No. Um, <laughs> Veronica last season, my dad is the worst and a terrible person. Correct. Veronica this season, not only am I going to join the family business, I'm going to get my boyfriend too as well and then act surprised when dad does something cummy. Cummy. Oh my god. <laughs> Scummy. A hundred percent. Oh, the other black hood. My theory is Kevin. No. Like, the one who comes into Archie's house? Yeah, I think it's just, like, one of Hiram's goons. What if it's, um... Well, it's not Archie's dad, because he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Kevin's dad, not Kevin. No, Kevin's dad is, like, That's why. Not suspicious. That's why, because you'd never suspect him. Just like the Spanish Inquisition. But I don't think that Kevin... <laughs> Right? (laughs) Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition? Come on, now. I don't think that Kevin, or Mr. Sheriff Keller is... But he's not the sheriff anymore. No, he's not. But he he also would not benefit from the Black Hood still being out there. Okay. He lost his job because of that. Okay. So if anything, him, like, coming to save everyone at Pops makes more sense. He's like their knight in shining armor. Okay. I think it's just a goon. Um, Tyler says, why are the ghoulies dressed like a shitty Kiss cover band? <sighs> Couldn't tell you. The real question is just why are the ghoulies? I know. How is it that a cop has to turn in his badge but can keep his shotgun in police car? 
good question. That's an excellent question, Tyler. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Also, where's Mrs. Keller? Maybe when um, Kevin came out of the closet, she disowned him. No. I don't know. Um, who will be the one who kills Hiram? I hope Archie. Just come full circle. I hope it's Veronica. Um, Forced to choose between her boyfriend and her dad. And she chooses... Her boyfriend. Her boyf- well, yeah, because she doesn't need... The, well, she doesn't need the money from... Her dad? Her dad. Also, I don't know why Hiram just doesn't, like, go legit. Because he could, couldn't he? Yeah, he's obviously, like, an adept businessman. Look at all his fucking scheming. Yeah. Wouldn't it be easier to go legit? Probably. And also, they're doing all this shit and they don't have a million dollars in the bank? That seems shady. They live in a fucking, like, palace. I don't get that family. Um, Tyler says, why is this so show such garbage and yet so great? Ugh, Tyler, it's not, though. This season sucks. It feels like a garbage fire. I said on my Twitter that I was watching an episode of Riverdale and I'm mad uh, <laughs> about it. Mm-hmm. And Tom, um, he was like, I couldn't even make it through the musical episode this season, so I gave up. Oh, I fast forwarded and threw it on mute. I can't handle when people say, um... <laughs> On TV, it makes me want to <laughs> die. The whole revelation about Hal, obviously we've been building it to it for a long time, and yes, I will take a, a bow right now because I was correct. It was Hal. Thank you for your sarcastic clapping. I was going to say clapter because I tried to put clap and laughter <laughs> together in my head. I'm going to write that down. Clapter. <laughs> like that. Um, skated over that shit so bad. I don't understand whose dad killed whose dad and then assumed their identity? What? Also, was Hal, like, sexually groomed in that creepy snuff film? It like, kind of feels like maybe a little bit. What the fuck? So does that mean that he was, like, turned on by his daughter giving that speech? At the Jubilee? Like, was that bit that was, like, repeated? That Is was that... his sleeper agent activation, oh, apparently. Oh, my God. Oh. Like, what? I don't... Okay, so explain to me... I can't make it. Explain to me... <laughs> Before what, you ask the question, I can't. What you enjoyed so much about season one. Season one? And why season two is just so apocalyptically bad. Season one, every episode ended with a cliffhanger where you were like, oh, fuck, I guess I really don't know who killed Jason. Like, you were actually were able to make theories, and then each episode they would either confirm that theory or give you new evidence to think it was a mystery. It was actually a mystery. Okay. And this season is so fucking awful, because you've got Archie and his fucking... High school letterman jacket gang cleansing the town like some goddamn three percenters or whatever the fuck they call themselves. And then um, Archie working as a gangster for the lodges. He's 15 fucking years old. Wait, he's not even a senior? No! They're either sophomores or juniors. Jesus. They're so young. And it makes no sense. I... And there's so much in this season that, like, 
is just a waste so, of like, time. So, like, where was the genesis of this musical episode that you, like, what was that all about? They just put on a musical. Oh. They needed a way for Midge to die, I guess. How did Midge die? Well, she was supposed to be the, like, starring role, yeah. I think. No. No, sorry, that's Cheryl. Well, she was just playing some role in it, mm-hmm. and then Betty's mom was playing Carrie's mother. It was, like, a town production. Well, it's high school, but then they were, like... Also adults. What's she up to, Alice? Not busy, hey? Just running the journalistic endeavors of Riverdale. And then... During, like, the opening number, the, like, sets change or, like, a thing opens up or a curtain comes fucking down or some shit, and Midge is, like, nailed to a wall. That's fucking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So are they trying to be, like, it sounds like maybe the first season was, like, trying to be sort of, like, a teen, like, Twin Peaks in that kind of, like, those cliffhangery... It, and it was effective. Now I don't even know what this season is. It's just like, there's so much bullshit. And you don't feel like any of that bullshit is consistent. Um, why couldn't the second black could just kill Har- Archie? I almost said Harvey. I'm just burping up Harvey's right now. <laughs> because Hiram sucks and is incompetent, so he hired somebody who's terrible. Um... Why does Cheryl dress like Red, Little Red Riding Hood to shoot a bow and arrow, and why does that make her the best character? This is a rhetorical question. <laughs> yes, Tyler, she is the best character. Yes, Amanda, she is the best part of season two, true or true. These are all the questions they're sending me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's absolutely correct. Am I happy about some of the one-liners in this show? Yes, Megan did shout out Uncle Daddy during the Hal reveal. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, he's like, do you know who I am? And I was just like, Uncle Daddy. Because he fucking. Do you know him. how much better that would have been if he had said that? Yes. Oh shit! What's quieter right now, the Tampa Bay Arena or the Coopers as they watch the snuff movie? <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh, shit. I don't know. Oh, well, Alice was asking questions, so probably the Tampa Bay Arena. And why did his mom tape that? You're absolutely fucking right. I don't get it. I don't get any of it. And how was, Amanda, how was 100% gonna murder Suey everybody? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Things I'm happy I saw. Happy I saw the three hot dads of Riverdale save the day. They were pretty hot. Skeet Ulrich. Love him. Oh, yeah. He was great in this episode. Yeah, he was pretty good, actually. Him and Fred Andrews. What's his name? Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Every time I see them, I'm like, you know what? They're good actors. Why isn't Skeet in more things? Also, please change your name so I can stop saying Skeet. I'm not Lil Wayne. (laughs) Skeet, skeet. (laughs) And... Oh, that's funny. I don't remember it, but someone said, you serpent hag. And I was like, fuck that. No, no, that was, um, fucking Cheryl. 
Two Penny, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cheryl always fucking crushing it with the one-liners. And then... Oh, time out. Would you like to know Skia Ulrich's real name? It's his birth name? Ooh, can I guess? You won't, but you can try. I won't? Hitler. <laughs> no. Adolf. No. <laughs> is it is it Joseph Stalin Jr.? <laughs> I was just going to say, next thing you're going to go with is Joseph Stalin. Who else can we get in here? Benito Mussolini? No. Would you like to know? Um, sure. Brian Ray Trout. Trout? Brian Ray Trout. Mm-hmm. Where's he from? Alabama? Uh, nope. He was born in Lynchburg, Virginia. Well, sounds about right. He was raised in North Carolina. Um, his first stepfather. That's a loaded sentence. Yeah, so let's say, no, no. So his, he was born Brian Ray Trout, but he uses his stepfather, his first stepfather's last name. And his first stepfather was a NASCAR driver. Well, shit. Yeah. But that didn't last long. I don't know, but his mother, his mother's, has since remarried. Uh, to some, is, has been remarried, but it doesn't say. Oh. Yeah. So and it just says that his like father, like his birth father, um, was a restaurateur, but that doesn't say anything about him. That's it. So I'm like, uh, uh, oh, there you go. He claims his father kidnapped him and his brother when he was six years old, and they spent the next three years moving Florida to, from Florida to New York and then Pennsylvania. They were reunited with their mother in North Carolina, where his father disappeared from his life. So, which would make sense why he doesn't, if that's true, go by his doesn't use that. Yeah. Totally makes sense. There you go. Wow. Yep. Look at you go, skeet, skeet, skeet. I have all these notes, but they don't fucking matter. No, it's a really bad show, and if you like it, you should feel bad about it. But it is, Tyler did say that it is, like, the epitome of... It's the worst. Um, and it makes me sad when I watch it. Whereas season one, you just be like, ooh, ooh, ooh what's going on? You happen? loved it. You would text me and be like, oh my god, Riverdale, and I'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they would always top themselves in some way, and this is just, like... It's just easy narratives, and it just makes me angry. It's lazy. It kind of feels like that, yes. It it kind of does. Oh, man, Mashinsky just tweeted here. He's like, I don't want to say the lightning have been embarrassing on home ice in a critical game, but I'm waiting for someone to throw a catfish here. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um... Okay, the one thing I did enjoy, other than Cheryl, Cheryl Red Riding Hood, etc., etc., um, and me being right about Hal, uh, was C, Small Fry, being giant. The irony of that was excellent. Mm-hmm. And I can't fucking get over how Papa Poutine's son's name is Small Fry. Why is there a Papa Poutine? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Hiram Lodge killed him. Or Archie did? Question mark? <laughs> I fucking hate this show. It's really bad. 
I feel bad that I watched it. Also, Alice is great. I did appreciate as well. I know in the comics her name is also that, but it's just funny to me that she's Alice Cooper. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with that. It's okay, I'm gonna look it up. I got this. What are you looking at? Whose name was also not Alice Cooper when he was born, but anyway. Um, it's not like an homage to the Archie comics. I don't know. I'm gonna gonna find find out. Uh, I did appreciate Veronica just being like so fucking done with her dad at the end, though. Oh, yeah. And just not caring. Because for him, it's all the ends justify the means. Yeah. And they're tired of putting their lives on the line for who the fuck knows what his ambition is. So that was refreshing. Everything else, throw it in the fucking garbage, set it on fire. It's a garbage fire. It is really bad. It should be like the the show that defines us, though. Because really, if I liked it more, it would be the show that would define us. Yeah. Because it's like it's very trashy. In like the worst kind of way. No, Alice Cooper was a, a character on a TV show called Mayberry RFD, which I don't know what this stands for. It sounds very British. No. No, it's uh, from a spinoff of the Andy Griffith show. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Rural Free Delivery. There you go. Rural? Rural Free Delivery. So. Can we talk about how rural is the worst word in the world? Is it? Yes. Rural. It's worse than skeet. Is it worse than moist? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it worse than ointment? <laughs> yes. Because I can never pronounce the first T. Ointment? I never do either. It's just... Oint? But, but there's like a weird there's like a weird vocal thing that you do to make a sort of a T sound without making the T sound. So it still works. It's not like you're saying ointment. But you oink like a pig. Yeah, but it's not oinkment. It's ointment. You just don't say the first T. Can you find the origin of ointment, please? <laughs> While you're just Googling things? <laughs> At work sometimes. Um... We, uh, one of the, one of the guys who eats lunch with us, um, he's one of the younger ones in there. We call him, well, I don't, other guys call him Alexa, because he always looks stuff up, and so they're like, Alexa, can you? And then when you pointed at me, I was like, oh, no, it's my job now. But you're in my home, so you'd say, hey, Google. (laughs) He's lighting up. He's waiting for me to say something. Oh, okay, it's from Latin, from vulgar Latin. Of course it is. Hang on here. Okay. Oh, do you want to know what word is worse than ointment? And it's in the definition for ointment. Are you ready? Unctuous. Oh. <laughs> unctuous is real bad. Okay, I'm going to read this again just to make your skin crawl. A soft, unctuous preparation, often medicated for application to the skin. And also, it's an unguent? I've never heard that word before in my life. Unguent. 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 Yeah. So everything about ointment makes me want to barf. Okay, so f- the origin of the word um, is from like somewhere in the thirteenth, the early fourteenth century. It's obsolete um, from a word, the word oint, <laughs> which is a variant of anoint. So you would, oh, which makes sense, of course. And then the why meant, isn't it anointment? Because they. Oh, it's too religious. Yeah, so they got rid of the... So it's a variation of that. Um, and it replaces the Middle English coming out of French. 
from a vulgar Latin, which is like, um, I don't know how to do this. I want to say, yeah, oh, unguent is how you would say that. U-N-G-U-E-N-T, unguent. U-N-G-U-E-N-T, unguent. Unguent. Yeah. The only good word like that I like is ungulate. That's a great word. That is a good one. Um, yeah, but so. It's got the consonants in it. This yeah, so, so yeah, acid. unguent is this, uh, or un, I guess it'd be like unguentum would be the Latin, something like that. Um, anyway, that's where it comes from. Doesn't an usually mean like without? Anna means without. Sometimes. Anna. Or I guess an, yeah, because I was just thinking like. Anaerobic and Anabaptists. So it wouldn't like anointment be without? I don't, know. I'm not sure. I don't get it. English is the worst language in the world and it's I hate dumb. it. Oh, see, here you go. To anoint something is to rub or sprinkle on or apply an unguent, ointment, or oily liquid to. So that's where it does come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why. But why not just anointment? I don't know. I guess it just sounds like you're saying an space Yeah, maybe. Ointment. Maybe that's why. I don't and we bastardized it backwards? Ooh, what if it was an anointment? An anointment? It's like an anemone. It's a fun thing to say. An anemone. Yeah, so, yeah, I saw an anemone. An anemone? An anemone. That's so anemone? And then, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good and pure in this world and I'm really sad about it because it was really good the Backstreet Boys retweeted that cold open I saw which is amazing um no Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like oh god it's so funny it's so funny and it's always funny like it is such high quality consistency even that episode the box which is so incredibly serious yes is still great um it is, and it was so good because it was just, like, the two of them, and, oh, God, it's so well-crafted, and it's so, like, well-put-together, mm-hmm. and... Even though you absolutely know it's all on a lot in L.A. Yeah, but, yeah, but you feel like it's in New York. Yeah. Which is great. And, oh, so good. And, like, I read something today where um, people who didn't maybe get into Brooklyn Nine-Nine at first were turned off by Jake's character, and I can totally see it. Because he's supposed he's to be—he is an idiot, and he's supposed to be that like. But he's also like actually a good cop, and by the end of the episode, does the good thing and the right thing all the time. Yeah, all the time. But like, it's also—I mean, the Captain Holt is black and he's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the thing about him that is like the defining thing. It just is what he is. He's just also a very good captain, mm-hmm. and he's so goddamn funny. 
Um, his, like, deadpan is just, holy oh. shit. How did he not win the Emmy that year? How did he not, how is he not nominated all the time? Um, and, like, having Rosa come out as bisexual, mm-hmm. and just having that out there and being a thing was really cool. And, like, fucking Chelsea Peretti, on that, she may be one of the best characters on TV right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she is hilarious. Like, the shit that she does. Yeah. Is fucking bonkers. It is bonkers. But it's, and it's, she's just, like, like, her dreams of being a dancer. Yeah. And, like, she's just, oh, my God. And I loved her setting Rosa up. Mm-hmm. She's just diabolical. Yeah. In all of the ways. Yeah. The episode she's that just aired on Sunday, um, there's, like, a big situation. I don't want to spoil it for people that are going to watch it. But, like, she does her thing to kind of, like, help Amy deal with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's pricelessly funny. No. Um, it doesn't come across as funny, but at the end of it all, you know, she, like, resolves it and it's funny and it's so good. I do love it when Gina just, like, walks in and just, like, I am your lord and savior. Yeah. It was all me pulling the puppet strings. Yeah. Like, every time she does it, I love it. Not who I don't like, though. Mm. Sully. Hitchcock and Scully? And Scully. They're kind of funny. They just feel very one-note to me. They're the ones that I feel aren't developed at all. But I think that's part of it. I think that that's they're by design, right? And, yes. and I think... Because they're interchangeable. There was an episode earlier this season where um, Terry's drawing names for something, and he writes Norm on one of the slips, and he pulls out, and he's like... Because um, they think that he wrote his name on all of the slips, and so somebody pulls the other one out, and uh, Hitchcock pulls the other one out, and he, like, opens it, and he's like, Who's Norm? And then Rose is like, that's Scully's first name. Like, oh my god. And they're like partners and best friends. Like, it's so funny. So, like, things like that, those kind of like, they, they hit those notes just perfectly. Yeah, that's true. And in an episode recently, they had to like make a distraction and they just kicked each other in the nuts for like five minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like laying on the floor. And then it's like, sorry, I kicked you in the nuts. Sorry, I kicked you in the nuts. I'm sorry that I kicked you in the nuts. Like, they just, it was so good. Oh my god. Yeah, they're really funny. Yeah, it's very depressing that good quality television doesn't last. Well, I know, and then, like, Last Man on Earth got cancelled, which was just really good. Um, I don't know if you ever watched an episode of The Mick, ever? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't love all of it, but I was also very surprised that it lasted two whole seasons and didn't get cancelled after, like, the third episode, because it's so, like, kind of, it's a little bit past, like, primetime television in terms of, like, what... It's, it's abrasive. And, very yeah. abrasive and, like, super... It's very, like, it's always Sunny-esque in, like, yeah, the yeah. line that it shadows, but it was on Fox. Yeah. And so I was very surprised it lasted. Two seasons? As long as it did. Um, so, yeah, it was, um... Yeah, it's sad news. Very sad news. This is a good show. And there's, like, good jokes, like, good running jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, the sex tape joke is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just Jake, in general, needing approval for, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And Amy, the way she nerds out about things. Yeah. Or her, like, wanting approval from Captain Holt. Yeah. She's just, yeah, it was such a good show, and it's really, it's unfortunate. Um, and I'm, Terry! Terry just trying to do his best. <laughs> He's just been so In a fucking... Yeah. Precinct of Misfits. Oh, yeah. He is, he's the straight man. Holt's not yes. the straight man. Terry is 100% Terry's the straight 100% man. Terry's 100% the straight man. Because even Holt will get up to shenanigans with Jake. Yeah. 
Whereas Terry, like, doesn't want to have anything to do with the shenanigans. No. He just wants to go home and be with his girls. Yeah. And eat yogurt. Yeah. And work out. And talk in third person. (laughs) (laughs) And talk in third person. Yeah. No, I know. One of the best things is how Holt's dog's name is Cheddar. Oh, it's really great. From someone who is so, so pedantic at times. So high art focused, doesn't know pop culture references. No. And his dog's name is Cheddar. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Look at this young son. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. What's up with Shani's makeup? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, whoa, Shantown. I will say this, though, that I've seen the hockey men all upset that Kyle Davis got hired as a GM. Is real great. Yeah. So, uh, fuck you, Steve Simmons. Um, he's 28 years old. Look at his eyes, though. Like, how thick are those glasses? Pretty thick. He'll never wear them on, on television again. Yeah. Some, no, someone will be like, This mm. is terribly lit, though. It's, it is very poorly lit, I agree. Um, 28. He's just a small child. He's 20. He's 32. Maybe he's 32. He got hired when he was 28 by them. I don't know. He's very young. Um, he's three years older than me. Kyle. And I don't even have a career. He's a GM of a goddamn sports franchise. Um. Tampa Bay. Oh, sorry. 32. My bad. What happened? Uh, they forgot that it was the playoffs, I guess. What, or they, what do, Tampa? They thought it was the... Pizza shit. They thought it was, um, preseason, maybe. Maybe. I thought it didn't matter. Um, okay, do you want to play a game? It's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> game. Do you want to play a game? It, it's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine game, that's why. Oh. Okay. Okay. So these Brooklyn Nine-Nine questions will reveal... The title of your sex tape. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay? So it's just a BuzzFeed quiz. So psyched. Okay, who is Kelly? Scully's wife or Scully's dog? Because that's a really great joke, too. Dog. Okay. What is Gina? <laughs> a state of mind or the 100 emoji? A state of mind. Who is your favorite squad member? Terry, Jake, Amy, Rosa, Hitchcock, Scully, Gina, or Charles? Terry. Who is your favorite secondary character? I think I feel like I know your answer, but I'm just gonna read them all anyway. <laughs> the Vulture, Doug Judy, Madeline Munch, Adrian Pimento, Kevin Cosner, or Fire Marshal, Fire Marshal Boone. Pimento. I could have put that in. Who is the best captain? Seth Dozerman, Captain McGintley, Jason Stentley, when CJ was a captain, or Raymond Holt. Raymond Holt, obviously. Finally, what is your favorite running gag? Tend to live your sex tape, Terry loves yogurt, die hard, or washing your lover's hair. Title of your sex tape for sure. <laughs> your the title of your sex tape is Better Not Bite, bite Me in the Ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Did you do it? What was yours? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll do it now. Okay. Here. Okay, who is Kelly? Scully's dog. That's what I said. Yeah. 
What is Gina? 100 emoji is state of mind. Oh, the 100 emoji for sure. Who's your favorite squad mem member? Terry, Jake, Amy, Rosa, Hitchcock, Scully, Rosa. Gina. Secondary character. I hate the vulture. I like Doug Judy. We're going to put Doug okay. Judy down. I, Judy! I, I do like, I do actually really like the vulture for like his purpose on the show. He's perfect. Mm. Um, Captain Seth Dozerman, Captain Oh, Hulse, 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 for yeah. sure. Favorite running gag. What were they again? Title of your sex tape. Terry loves yogurt. Die hard. Washing lover's hair. I don't remember the washing lover's hair one. Uh, I'm going to go with die hard. Um, do you know what I wish was on there? Not this, not the running gag, but is the way that Charles, like, when he corrects everyone on how to say his son's name, and they're all like, Nicolas. Nicolas. And he's like, no, no. Nicolas. And they're just like, oh my god, Charles. And Charles being a foodie. Yeah. Okay, so your sex tape title is, I just got it out of the vent to rub it in your faces. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. What? What's the it? Does it matter? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I hope, I really do hope. It gets picked up? Gets picked up somewhere else, yeah. yeah. For sure, because like. It's bullshit, man. How did they... Like, of all the things that's critically lauded... Hey, it's Timothy Jimothy! It is Timothy Jimothy. Look at you and your boy beard. He's got a boy face, too. 100% on face-offs. Wow. He's got that red beard, not red hair thing going. Also, different color eyebrows, too. I need my husband to tell me how that works. Um. But I digress. Yeah, I hope somebody picks up B99. It would be, uh, it'd be good, because it's a good show. It needs to be needs to be seen. Yes, it just makes you happy to watch it. And we fucking need that right now. I just watched an hour and 20 minutes of Riverdale, and I feel a terrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, no, like, and, and I guess the thing that bothers me the most about something like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and also Last Man on Earth, because that was, like... A very good show. It broke boundaries. Yeah. It tried it, new things. Yeah. out of the box. And it was like, it's a cop comedy, sure. Yeah. But, but it like, subverts it. Yeah, but not in, not in the way that you would expect a cop comedy to be. Yeah. And like, there's none of the toxic masculinity that exists elsewhere. Like, there is, like, within the vulture or whatever, but it's yeah. not like the focus of, it's like. It's for them to play off of. Yes, rather than being yeah. the character. Adrian Pimento. She's a fucking psycho. And I loved him and Rosa just getting down and dirty. Oh, so like, gross. When, when he leaves, when he leaves, like, like, those guys are after him or whatever, and, like, he's dressed like the priest, and yes. they're just, like, making out. Just pops in front of her on just the street. disgusting. Oh. Jason Manzoukas, the best. Uh, he's very, very good. Um, one of my, uh... One of my favorite things that Jake ever said, I can't remember, I can't remember what the episode was, but um, Jake says to Amy, he's like, I guess that's your new best friend now, Santiago, emphasis on Iago, backstabber, and then Amy's like, I'm surprised you read Othello, and Jake's like, what the hell is Othello? I'm calling you the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, babe. Yeah, it's, um. This is insane. It's, it's just dumb and it's bad and I like 
It makes me so mad. And then someone yesterday on Twitter was like, because, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's been cancelled, what's another show you think has been, mm-hmm. was like, cut short? And I was like, pitch, obviously, still kind of angry about that. Of course. Um, and then I was like, oh, and Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Like, it ended fine with what they did with it, but they could have used more. They could have done another year, for sure. Mm-hmm. And just, like, worked with more, more stuff. I liked Pushing Daisies when it was on. It didn't last very long, though, did it? No, it was only a season. That's the only one. Just one. Um, There was a show my sister and I watched. Fuck, it was on CBS. What was that show we liked that got cancelled? Had Ian... Or not Ian. Is it... I don't know how to say his name. Gruffled? Owen. Owen? Mm Mm-hmm. I'll ask her that... Um, that one was good. Oh, man. Imagine how heartbroken we would be if Outlander was cancelled after season one. Oh my god. Yeah. That would have been awful. But at least with that, it, like, lives on in the, the books, books, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um. <laughs> like people aren't all writing, already writing B99 fanfic. Oh, I'm sure it exists. In fact, I'm going to go look okay. while we're talking. Okay, you go right ahead. Because, of course it exists. Um, yeah. So yeah, then Last Man Standing, yeah, I, that's 100% what they're... They're doing, yeah. So they cancelled those two shows to bring back a show with Tim Allen in it. This world is dumb. Yep. It's so dumb. Agreed. Have you read anything interesting lately? No. <laughs> that was not where I was expecting that to go. I told you I've been watching a lot of space movies. Oh, what's the best one you watched? Um, There's definitely Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan fiction. The first one, the most recently updated that I found here, is um, an explicit rated fanfic called In Another Lifetime, You and I Would Make a Hot-Ass Couple. And I want you to decide who is the couple based on, like, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine characters. In another lifetime, you and I would make a hot-ass couple. Rosa and Terry. Rosa and not Terry. Jake? No. Holt? No. I don't know. Gina. Oh, Because of course Gina would say that. Of course she would. Okay, the show that we were watching... Was called Forever, and it got canceled. It was very good. It was this dude who like lives forever, but each time he gets killed, he like wakes up in the Hudson River, naked. Oh, weird. It was very cool. Weird. And they canceled it because they don't like what I like, and it's just depressing. Judd Hirsch was in it. Oh, okay. Burn Gorman was in it. The guy whose name I always forget. He was what's his face in um, Pacific Rim. He was like correct. Yes. And also in Dark Knight. Yes. Yes. Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Yeah, he was like the. He got his neck broke. Yes, he did. He done got neck. Oh no, not him. That was the other guy. That was the rich guy. He was, like, the rich guy's assistant. Yeah, he was the assistant. And he heard it. Where and it sounds like Bane like, was tickling the guy to death. Bye! Tickling him to death. Yeah. What else have we talked about? Um, I... 
want to talk about um, New Girl sure. real quick because there's only two episodes left of the whole show, mm-hmm. and like luckily for them, they got their last season to like wrap everything up nice and tidy, which sort of sucks that like Brooklyn Nine Nine doesn't get theirs. Yeah, it's awful. Even if it was like a little ten episode thing, just like anyway. Um, speaking of like shows with like good running gags or whatever, there's some great things on New Girl that they've just managed to like close off. Mm. So last week was a double episode. Last week? The week before. And then this coming Tuesday is like a double episode and then it's done. Mm-hmm. And it ends with, um, spoilers, I guess, whatever. Um, Jess and Nick getting married. Because mm-hmm. he proposed in the last episode. And it was adorable. So good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Because he's like not quite the like lovable goof that he was. He wears like suits and stuff now sometimes. How's his novel doing? Well, this is the thing. He wrote his novel, and they went on this big, long book tour, and then his editor was like, so, uh, where's your next book? And he's like, yeah, I'll get something to you right away. No ideas. Um, so his first novel was really good, mm-hmm. but not anything past that yet. No other Jews, hey? No. No. Um, but he's, like, little, you know, he's little successful, and he's got sort of some ambition, and he's got Jess with him, and, you know, he's got that part of his life kind of settled, and then... Um, they got a dog, and also they got engaged on the same day. It's a big day. Well, because they had gotten on this list to adopt a dog, and so then they got this, just got this phone call from, like, the shelter saying that, like, you know, we're gonna, this is, we'll bring this dog by and make sure it's a good fit and whatever, like, you've met around all this kind of stuff, and then that's the same day that Nick's gonna propose. So they're, like, waiting for the lady to come from the shelter for the home visit, and then there's, like, a reservation at the restaurant. But, of course, they're going to miss the reservation at the restaurant because Nick has it all planned out. Like, the first... I don't know if you remember, and I think it's the pilot, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or the second episode where... No, it's got to be the pilot because that's when Coach is there. Because mm-hmm. Winston's not back. So it's Coach and Schmidt and Nick and Jess has, like, on this date or whatever. And he stands her up. So I can't remember how it all works out. And then Nick and Schmidt and Coach, like, show up at this restaurant where she's, like, all dressed all fancy for this date. And they, like, sing to her. And so they ha- so Nick like made a reservation at that restaurant, and then there's mm-hmm. like whatever is her favorite movie was like playing in the park, and whatever, and that's where he ended up proposing, and it was really really sweet. I have a lot of feelings about that. Who are these men? Where are they? I know that's a very good question. These men that do these things. I know. Would love to know. It's a good question. I'm not sure. If anyone knows, let us know. DMP. <laughs> JK, JK. Well, after the state you left your apartment in, I mean, who knows? Oh, boy. Um, there is a old stained mattress against the wall. <laughs> if anyone would like a free mattress. Um, oh, God, yeah, please, if you can come pick it up. Amanda, you can't have it. No. That's ridiculous. Anyone but Amanda. ABA. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, maybe, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe you'll be... No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I have no idea what's going on in your life. Um, what were you doing with... Where were you going? I was just gonna make fun of the fact that you left this, like, disaster. It's not even that messy. Like, cause she says to me, she's like, my apartment is real messy. She's like, but Chris isn't home until, like, late tonight. And she's like, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, and I was like, dude, my house was like, a bomb went off in it, so... No problemo. But then... We got home, and Chris had already been here. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So, ooh, there you go. Oh, 4-1. Good job, yeah, Tapa. Way to show up. Um, yeah. Yeah, Chris had absolutely been here. He did. So, I done been found out. Yep. <laughs> but I, like, I, so then I asked, I was like, how long have you guys been together? And she says, like, 13 years. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And how long have you lived together? Like, seven. So, I feel like he knows your tendencies. I feel like this is probably not a surprise. True. So, like, you know, it's not that big a deal. True. Also, there's been many times I've come over where there was, like, mud on the floor in the front hall. From his from bicycle. From his bicycle that yeah. he never cleaned up. Fucking preach, Megan. So, I'm just, preach. you know, I'm just saying. You're right. I know. He's worse than me. Thank you. <laughs> That's 100% not what I said, but uh, we will go with it. Thank you for this couple therapy session. Uh-huh, that's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, P.S., our 51st episode, and the schedule that I made today, the title of it was episode 51, What the Fuck? Yeah, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Um, do you, you don't have anything that you're garbage for? No, I'm just a piece of garbage. Okay. Yeah. So, I read another book mm -hmm. by that same author, mm. whose name I can't remember now. Fuck, what's her goddamn... And I couldn't remember her name last Nantucket time. Nantucket Sisters? Hmm? Nantucket Sisters? No, did, no, what, the other one that was, like, the the forest or whatever, like, that mystery one that I kind of briefly talked about. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know, what's the author's name? Shit, I can't remember now. Um, Jane Harper is her name. Mm. She's an Australian author. I read this, her first book called The Dry, and it's about this, um, it's the same, like, uh, federal police officer. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, bag of trash on the ice, Tom Wilson. Um, I was like, how dare that. you besmirch Chris Kunitz? But Tom Wilson, I can besmirch. Because mm -hmm. um, he's garbage. Um, so it's, yeah, it's about this. Oh, uh, that's why he's garbage. Fuck. Um, how is that not a fucking hit to the head? I don't know. Broke the guy's jaw, but you know, whatever. Um, it's a good playoff grid, though, Tom Wilson. Um, so it's about this, it's the same, like, federal police officer, or whatever, uh, whose name is, that's a good question, Alex something or other, I can't remember his last name, anyway, he gets this letter. It's Australia? Yes. Alex Kangaroo. No. He gets this letter, um. Alex Outback. From, uh, or an email from the father of, like, a childhood friend of his, um, saying that he has to come back to his hometown for, like, his, the, this friend's funeral. Because mm. the, the oh, friend okay, okay, and the yeah, friend's yeah, yeah. wife and son, I think, young son, were killed in, like, a murder-suicide. So, and it looks like right. the friend had done it, but then they, like, discover, uh, or the, the the sheriff or whatever discovers that, I think they called him a sheriff, but I can't remember, discovers that the shotgun shells used in, or the, the casings left behind for the three, the three killings don't match any of the shells in the house. Mm. So, they're, like, three for, like, different make whatever. So he finds that a little suspicious And then like other things that are also suspicious But it's a really interesting like look at this sort of like hometown Because there was this This other mystery why this this Police officer and his father left town However many years before Like 20 years before Because there was some speculation and rumour That he and his friend had killed This girl who mm. was their age And he's like And he, he confirms that no we didn't Um but we don't really know what happened And so it's like the mystery of his friend's death and this girl's death are like kind of tied together. It's good stuff. Hmm. She's a good writer. Aaron Falk is his name. Aaron Falk. Yeah. 
A A Ron. Yeah, and then F A L K. Got it. Yeah, it's good. It's uh. It's so that and now you're reading a different one. Um, the first one that I read was not. This is the second one of first oh, that I read, but it's the first one. of. Um, like a series. Well, it's just they're not. It's not, it's not really a series because it's just. Um, it's just like about him. Force of Nature is the one, the second one that I read, or the first one that I read. Um, but no, it's not a series in the way that it's like necessarily consecutive. But he's kind of the central character in them. Gotcha. So kind of like um, Jeffrey Deaver and his like Lincoln Rhyme novels, like the Bone Collector and the ones that come after. Yeah. They're not necessarily tied, but they're same people. So you don't like get have to get reintroduced mm-hmm. to characters all the time. It's good. She's a good it's writer. It's the Jane Harper textual universe yeah and so these are her first two books first two novels cool she was a journalist for a long time before she became a novelist good for her yeah it's uh yeah it was good and i read that one yesterday while i was at home perfect having a sick day it was good wonderful it's a great sick day it was a very good sick day um do you have any questions coming in from people Mm, i don't think so because I have one okay. from a friend and then I have some from Amanda uh, so uh, I was like does anyone have any questions and this is what I got um, are there things out there that people tell you that you would like but you've never actually experienced them so someone's like oh I bet you'd really like this but you've either never got around to it or whatever and so his example is like people tell me I'd like Game of Thrones but I've never seen it hmm People tell me I should like soccer, and I don't. So, you know, like things like that. Like, what is it that you've never, you've never really gotten into? Um, I, for me, a lot of times when people talk about like video games and like, oh, you'd really like this, and like, I can assure you that I wouldn't. Mm. Um, and I would never play it. Like the conversation that we had at Teachers Convention about Zelda was a lot. I was just like, I don't even know what you're talking about because I've never that was played. Just- gobbledygook yeah. though it was tough I don't know actually I need time to think about that hmm yeah I don't know cause every once in a while like, someone's like oh you've never seen this you've never heard this I know um with Reba sometimes when she tells me the things that like she doesn't like movies that she hasn't seen mm-hmm. or whatever I'm always just like well for me for sure it's like the Fast and Furious and anything with The Rock everyone loves that shit and I just fucking can't I just fucking can't and I tried you saw it was on my I know and watch. I think you just gave up yeah cause I don't like it too soon. it's good stuff you're wrong I tried to watch 20 minutes of Fast 5 couldn't fucking do that either that's again. so can't do it. Um, well, you're wrong, and I'm sorry that you're wrong. That's okay. I will enjoy reveling in my wrongness. Okay, are you ready for some questions? Um, Mike sent us a question, which I I'm, saw. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you hadn't seen it because I was like, I feel like I saw it when I was waiting for Skip the Dishes, dude. Um, okay, so, um, which oiler in the animal calendar is the cutest? If Dry Saddle's in it, him. Other than that, I don't know. Um, I like the one with Latestu in the 
otter. Okay. Or not otter, seal. Okay. It's very cute. I've only looked at those pictures, like, one time when mm-hmm. I looked at the calendar. And I was like, this is the dumbest calendar known to mankind. It is. How can you use it as a calendar? Yeah. Um, what is the point of coffee table books? To show everyone how fancy you are. Because her, her complaint here is that they take all the room on the coffee table. Yeah. Plus she have a small coffee table. Like, if you had a coffee table book on this coffee table. I don't even know, like, what's a coffee table that we would have? I've what? got some fucking textbooks over here for skin disorders. You want that on the table? Gross, no. No one wants that. Yeah, I know. I'd probably have, like, a photography book if I had a coffee table book. But also, what's the point? Yeah. Like. Just put it on the shelf. Well, or yeah. be like me and leave it on your side table and just leave it there. But still, like, I think sometimes people have, like, coffee table books because they expect their guests to just be, like, sitting and waiting. I'm like, my I home guess. is not a goddamn doctor's office. Also, I don't have guests, so that's <laughs> real easy fix there. I'm at your house once a week. Yes, you do have You guests. are the only person who ever comes over. Sometimes Aaron shows up, but that's about it. Um, okay, we have two FMKs. Throw pillows, throw blankets, or throwing punches. I love all of these. So, I'm a very big fan of blankets, so I'm going to marry the blankets. Me too. I'm going to fuck the pillows. <laughs> Kill the punches. Because, like, I don't need to hit anybody. <laughs> I feel like, wouldn't you want to, though? I always tell I my kids. I always want to. Want to. Like, we just watched, or started watching Romeo and Juliet, and every time Paul Rudd comes on, I can't. Just like he has a face you want to punch, guys. I he doesn't. You're yes, he wrong. does. He's such a goof in that movie. He's also the exact same age then as he is now. I know. Like it's, it's he's amazing. Bizarre. It's bizarre. Um. But you are correct. <laughs> Do you make fun of me? <laughs> yeah. No. Of course. The blankets are the best part of that whole thing. Pillows kind of get in the way sometimes. What? Oh, right. No, there's a hard metal thing under my foot, and I was like, what is this? But it's my tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one is another FMK. Are these both from Mike? No, these are from Amanda. Okay. We also have Tyler's story. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. We can talk talk our way through a really bad story. Okay. I mean, we invented a Christmas movie without any prompting, so I feel like we can write that story. Prompting or reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, her first FMK was Kyle Dubas. Oh, wait. There's no other GMs that are good looking enough to be on this list. Also, he looks like Clark Kent. Discuss. Yes, he does. Correct. Except he doesn't have, like, wavy hair. He's got, like, short straight hair. So does that mean you, like, do you fuck Mary or you kill him? But then, but then, okay, first FMK can actually be Kyle Dubas, Steve Eisenman, Joe Sackick, and then I guess... <laughs> I love Stevie Y. I think he's an attractive man. I think he's too. It's kind of tough because I really like Josakic as well. Me too. So, uh... But in terms of his, like, effectiveness as of late, I think you gotta kill Joe. And I'm sorry about it. I think you gotta kill Kyle Dubas because he's unproven. That's all I'm gonna say. And I think you marry Stevie. You marry Stevie because yeah. you can live in Florida. Yes. And you're married to Stevie. And he's, he's like, doing good things. People don't, aren't going to, like, run him out of town right away. Right. Um, and then you kill Kyle just, yeah, because, you know, like, all the hockey men want because he, uh... He... I think you could be with Kyle if you, like, kept your name. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Because that's a market I don't think you'd want to be in. No, so if you if people didn't know it was you necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. But unfortunately, again, you are correct. Why is that unfortunate? <sighs> so rude. Um, so Tyler wanted us to tell him a one word, like a story, mm-hmm. a long time ago, and we're like, "Hey, we'll send us a topic," and then he did, and I regret asking for a topic. So, um, it was like weeks and weeks ago. It was. Oh, here's a question from Mike as well. Uh, in a, in the grander sense, have the Edmonton Oilers become the Toronto Maple Leafs? And I feel like in that, I think, Mike, please correct me if I'm wrong, he's getting at, are the Oilers too stuck on, like, the past? And that, like, that legacy, legacy, but then also that, like, cycle of rebuild and, like, let's make some quick fixes that don't fix anything and then see what happens. I think that's Montreal, to be honest. I think Montreal's caught in there, like, needing a French... But that's Coach. tradition, right? Like, that's steeped in a history that they're trying to adhere to, and because of that, they can't move forward. I think the Leafs are better than the Oilers. I would agree. I'm, like, good for them. Uh, yeah. There's reasons to be excited about being a Leafs fan. Um, okay. Oh, we got two questions from Sid as well. She's a monster. This is directed at me, and I feel very attacked. Of course. Because it's an FMK. Um, silly romance novels, bad Christmas movies, and Marvel movies. Because those are all three things right in my jam. I love them all. So here's what I'm going to say. This is I thought about this when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Because she says Christmas movies specifically, I will kill those. Because there's still enough bad movies that have happy endings mm-hmm. that they don't need the Christmas movies anymore. For sure. So I'll kill those. Maybe give you marry the Marvel movies. Well, yeah. I think so. Do I? Yeah. Because yeah. what you want to do is each time you read a silly romance book, it has to be fresh. Yeah, okay. That you can't Because you can't read you them can't over again. You can't read them over again. That's true. Because then the magic true. is ruined. Or you have to wait, like, a very long time in between. Yeah. That's true. Whereas the Marvel movies, it's magic every time. It's true. A different kind of magic, maybe, but magic yeah. every time. Good. Well, if it's Doctor Strange, it's literal magic. Okay. Oh, she gave us more than that. This is, I also feel a little attacked. Ready? <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. Big Bang Theory. Love Actually. Adam Scott. <laughs> no, that's for you. <laughs> you fucking take that, Megan. Oh, man. Okay. Um. This is, like... Wow, that's hard for you. Is there a scenario where you don't kill Adam Scott? Can I make sure he never speaks? Because if that's, yes. That sounds like domestic abuse. (laughs) Can I just ensure that he doesn't speak? And then if the answer is yes, then I'll fuck him. What if you're deaf? Then I'll fuck him. But I can't give proud for any more than that because I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. Just knowing what I know, I couldn't do it. Um, knowing what you know, how much I dislike Adam Scott, like I couldn't I couldn't okay. do it. Okay. Um. So he's the fuck. Yeah. Deaf or mute. 
There has to be yeah, some. Yeah, there has to There's be. a disability. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because ha- I, yes, I can't, no, otherwise it's a triple murder. <laughs> um, Classic. I think... Jesus Christ. I think you have to kill Love, actually. Because it's bad. I can't believe you're going to marry Big Bang Theory. And then you also have to kill Big Bang Theory. Double murder! Also, <laughs> I, I don't know how... Oh, Sid, you're the... Oh, you're no, you marry Love, actually. Um, Like, if you... Well, could you, like... Could you marry Love, actually... Megan, some married... And live separately from it. Exactly. Then, some married yes. couples don't even sleep in the same room. Well, in that case, I'll marry Adam Scott and then just live separately and just, like, take his money. Done deal. <laughs> Done deal, banana peel. Got it. Done it's... deal, banana peel? Have you never peel? heard that before? Never. I said down to clown the other day and someone was like, who are you? I've never heard anyone say that before. Really? Yeah. Also, you invented the word clapter today, so... <laughs> I super did. Here we are. Um, Another one from uh, Sid. This is a good one. It's a Chris Pratt edition. It made me chuckle. Oh, boy. So this Why? He's obviously the least for both of, of us. That's the whole point. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Chris Pratt edition. Parks and Rec, Chris. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Jurassic World. Ugh. You 100%. 100%. Kill Star-Lord? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you fuck Jurassic Park and you marry Andy Dwyer. Like, there's no... No, I could not be married to Andy Dwyer. You separately. You, it's fine. No, it's all I would good. rather... At least Jurassic Park guy's fucking smart. At least he's smart. Fair enough. But he's like kind of a dick. Yeah, but he's good at his job. He's, he's got passions and hobbies. He can kind of build a, a motorcycle. He can be out in the shed tooling around on that piece of junk. It's wiping his face with his shirt. Sure. <laughs> All the power to you. No Andy for me. I love that show, but could not be married to Andy Dwyer. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, um, Tyler sent us a question. Here's your bloody one word story idea, and here's how it starts. Twas the night before the NHL awards. Jamie Benn and Taylor Hall walk into a bar. It's a good one. And I really feel like we should have done some prep work on this. We should. Um, and then I replied with, Kate. Tyler, thank you. And he says, I'm here to please, which is more than can be said about Jamie Benn. Jesus fucking Christ. I, as I've tweeted many times, I don't want to know the oral sex habits of celebrities or anyone. It's awful. Can you tell me the prompt again? Uh, it's the night before the NHL awards. I'm writing it down. And Jamie Benn and Taylor Hall walk into a bar. So are we going to do like a one word story or are we just going to like invent the movie like we did with? Well, I've got a good first two lines. Okay, go for it. Or are you actually writing it down? No. Okay. Um, the first thing that would happen would be Taylor Hall would be at the bar and he'd be like, why are you here? Especially for this year, right? Yeah, like, Jamie, what are you doing here? Yeah, what's, what's um, up, my dude? And, uh... I think we do have to do one word. Okay. Fuck, I hate one word stories. We need more people for a one word story. Okay, how do you want to do this? So they walk into a bar. Mm-hmm. Taylor? 
Is that like... That's the next word, yeah. Alright, but is this dialogue? No. It's narration. Narration. Okay. Taylor Hall. Says. I'm help, trying to help you out here. Hey. What? Are. You. <laughs> here. Today. Isn't. Yeah, more still more dialogue. Isn't it only January? <laughs> no, seriously, that, like no, I don't. I can't do this anymore because we need we need like four or five people. What were you leading? Okay, here, to? let's okay, let's okay. What we're gonna scrap this. this is fine. We're gonna do this again. Let's do like a line. So like you do a line, I'll do a line. It'll okay, just work better. Okay. okay. So Taylor Hall and Jamie Van walk into a bar the night before the NHL awards. Mm-hmm. Taylor says, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing here? You weren't nominated." Mm-hmm. Well, I feel entitled to do things that no one wants me to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I heard you don't do things that people want you to do. Oh no, sorry, it's what I want to do. Oh, I see. <laughs> So really, what would their conversation be like? This is a bad prompt, Tyler. Do better next it time. It is a bad prompt. Like, uh, again, I don't want to talk about yeah, real okay. sex anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a news why are you doing this to me? <laughs> it needs to be like once upon a time in Mexico, and then like tell a story that way. Without, Taylor like, and Jamie Benz. No, without <laughs> like no people, just like you know what I mean. That's so. Send us a better one, Tyler. Yeah, more fanciful. Hard. Yeah, a little bit less prescriptive. Yeah, because we need some space to play. Yeah. And, like, some prep time. Yeah, which we could have probably used, but anyway, whatever. My friend Kellen and I, oh, my God. My friend Kellen and I in high school had a word doc, and we would, like, do a line at a time of a story. Oh, man, I wish I could find that. I'll have to send him a message and That's see funny. if he has it. Because it was, like, fucking wild. And that was, like, God, 12, 13 years ago. I bet you that would be just, like, delightful. Hey, it's 4-2. It's like then Tampa Bay Lightning remembered that they were playing a hockey game. Look at those shots. 31 for Washington. 18 for Tampa Bay. Woo! With six minutes left in the third period. It is 4-2 Washington. Whoa. Almost 5-2. Oh. oh! Ref just took a hit. I'm top of my bracket at school, by the way. Are you? Crushing staff and the kids. Oh, you're savage. Yeah. Love They're it. like, my basketball one's a fucking mess, though. All of the basketball ones. Hey, let's talk about basketball for a minute. Sure. Dwayne Casey. Yeah, I don't think it's the right move. Why not? I would have preferred some trades. Okay. Because I think he did the goddamn best with what he could, and DeRozan played like shit, and I don't think that that's Casey's fault. Like, he brought them up, and I think it's an emotional move, and I don't think it's the right move. I don't think they're going to be back in contention next year at all. Do you think that, and and then, it's obviously speaking more from like a hockey perspective, but do you think that like that's the easy way out, though, is just to get rid of the coach? 100%. 100%. Because it's one versus yeah. however many. And I... And nobody on the Raptors is as good as LeBron, for example, which we found no. in that series. And so you can't just tear and down your team. that's not something that we didn't know. No, like, but, you can't, Cavs- but you can't do like what the Cavs did at the trade deadline and just like tear down your team around yes. him and rebuild. Yes, for sure. What I just don't... 
It's not like Casey had lost the room. Like, I think there's a lot of respect between him and the players. I'm just disappointed by Masai that he would make that choice, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's the right one. And I think he's a very smart general manager. I think so, too. So, yeah, I'm a bit bummed. And considering, like, he's the hottest, like... Wasn't coach he coach of the year? Now. By the by, the other coaches. It was yeah. a peer award. That's not like That's not the regular coach of the year award. No, but still, like... Yeah, they, they voted him themselves as, as the best coach, but... Yeah, it's it's disappointing for sure. I'm very disappointed. Um, so what went wrong for the refs in that second round? <sighs> Other than DeRozan, because I know he was not very good. Honestly, I'm not sure. Because I turn on. It's just it's multifactorial. I think it's it sucks that the seeding works in such a way where they meet the Cavaliers so early. Should have been, like, this round instead of last round? Yeah. I think they were tired from their last series. I think after game one, after they let it slip away, they were done for. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, no, it's going to be a sweep because they can't recover from that. Because it was humiliation. It was truly humiliation. Well, I turned on the... They were up. And they got fucking stomped. I checked. I checked the score up um, during game four, and it was in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And it was like one ten to seventy nine or something, and yeah. I was just like, "Holy shit!" Did that? Like, is this a typo? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was reading my Twitter feed, and I realized it was not a typo. No, like they were they were doing incredible, and they they let it slip away, and it was, yeah, it was really upsetting, but. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot of things, and unfortunately, when someone just blew a fucking glove, I don't know how that happened. When um, Cleveland gets hot, mm-hmm. they're pretty unstoppable. God, LeBron is just fucking unstoppable, and they have such a a deeper bench than Toronto, and it kills me that Jose Calderon's on the Cavaliers because I love me Jose, but. It's mm-hmm. sad. And it really hurts me that, again, my husband's team has defeated mine. It's got to pick better teams, then. I'm saying Houston. Yeah? I'm saying Houston. Okay. Because fuck the Warriors. Fuck yeah? The you're done with them? Yeah. Okay. And I don't think Boston can do it. No. It's surprising to me somehow that they're where they're at, that yeah. they made it that far. I'm glad they beat Philly, though, because, like, that whole trust the process bullshit is just... The only thing that's good about trust the process is when people say dumb things about the Oilers, or, like, not dumb things about the Oilers, things about dumb things the Oilers have done. That's my response. It's just... And they, t- like, sarcastically. It's the best. I feel like that truck is here to pick up my mattress. And I would legit just, like, throw it off my balcony and see what happened. Um... I have another question for you, a basketball question. Oh. Becky Hammond. Would love it. Because we talked about this a little bit in the car on the way over here. Yeah. Um, So, I had a conversation the other day about just female coaches in general, because we were talking about Becky Hammond and whether or not, you know, her getting an interview was just like a token, which it probably is at this point. Um, I don't think so. Like, she's, she's been with Pop 
in San Antonio, like, he's notorious for training good coaches, and he's an incredible coach in person himself. I think that she's there on on her own merits. I think she is, too. Oh, absolutely she is. Mm-hmm. But I'm, what we got talking about is sort of, like, of the four sort of major sports leagues in North America, we decided the NBA is probably the one that would um, have, be the most likely to hire a female coach first. Yeah. And then I think followed by the NFL. Because they already have, they already have, like, there's female position coaches and strength trainers. I know, and, but... Yeah. They get, like, fucking heckled by fans. But have, I know, but have you seen, like, how the NHL treats women? Or how, like, baseball fans lost their goddamn minds when Jessica Mendoza showed up on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball? Oh. No, I don't know about that. Yeah. So, I would say if it's gonna happen, it'll be probably baseball last of those four. Um, Then hockey, then Then hockey, then NFL. And there's gonna be a pretty big time gap in between, I think. So, I think the NBA will be first to have that, for sure. Um, but then my question, my, more my concern, I guess, is that if Becky Howen gets hired somewhere and she gets hired by a bad team mm-hmm. and they don't do well. Who's she interviewing with? The Bucks, probably. Yeah, but the Bucks. No, they're not a bad team. And, but uh, what I'm saying is let's say, yeah. they, let's say she doesn't get that job. Yeah. And let's say that she gets hired by a bad team mm-hmm. for her first, her first head coaching gig. And they don't improve year over year or yeah. whatever. It's all going to be on her. A hundred percent it'll be on her. Yeah, and that, that takes us to that concept that was big on Twitter a few days ago about, uh, about how infuriating it is that men fail upwards. Oh, God, yeah. Because, like, how many times does Elaine Vigneault need to not be successful with a hockey team, but of course he's going to get another job. You know, like... Yeah. Or Peter Chiarelli. <sighs> yeah. Or, like, but any of those coaches, they get fired. Like, the only reason that there's going to be anything new happening in, like, um, the NHL coaching-wise is because Joel Quenville done, or Ken, or Ken Hitchcock retired, not Joel Quenville, Ken Hitchcock retired in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So they hired somebody who wasn't already an NHL coach to take that job. Mm-hmm. But, like, they fired Glenn Gulletson in Calgary, mm-hmm. and Bill Peters, who was in Carolina. Like, it's just, it, they just, it's just a big old circle jerk, and it, it sucks. Is. It is, and uh, that's, like, one of the reasons why this league fucking sucks. Like, the whole hockey men thing, like, we kind of joke about it sometimes, but it's very true. Like, there is a very limited number of true, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, hockey men. Mm-hmm. And they're not ready for that kind of shift. So it'll be interesting to see, I think, what happens with Becky Hammond. I don't know if you saw him in the Players' Tribune today. Pal wrote a thing. I haven't read it yet. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good about how she's, like, not just ready to be, like... You know, she's ready mm-hmm. to be a, a basketball, like an NBA coach, and here's all of the reasons why. Good. And it was good. And it was, it was a nice endorsement from... A hat tip to whoever ghost wrote that for him. <laughs> sure, but also, you know, hat tip him counts. for, yes, you know, for getting counts. through and, and, and saying that. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I think it matters. For sure. Because there's also, like, well, right that's, now... the representation matters, right? Yeah, when for women, sure When women... Uh, are in places of power and, and young girls see that, then that opens doors for them that have been previously closed. Yeah. I was reading something the other day about women in those, like, four pro sports leagues and sort of their involvement. And interestingly enough, like, the NBA, obviously, like, Becky Hammond is the only female mm-hmm. coach, but she's there. And then the NFL has, I want to say, like, maybe two or three position coaches for sure. 
One in San Francisco, and she's also, like, openly gay. Hmm. Um, Good for her. And I can't remember, I don't remember what position she coaches, but I'd have to look it up. But there's also, in the NFL, there's a whole bunch of, like, strength and conditioning coaches that are women as well, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, The NHL, but I don't know. And baseball, I'm guessing a lot of no, probably. Um, But it was interesting that in, of those four major leagues, the one that has the highest percentage of female owners or part owners is the NFL. Yeah, a which lot is of them are like, family. but it's but it's interesting though that it's the but it's it's these yeah. women that are in charge of their, like their family money. Like it's not you yeah. know, they didn't like automatically get out of the business. Their husbands pass away or whatever it was, and they're yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still they're like still in it. they're still in it. Like um, oh, what's her name in Buffalo? Take it, Tom. Uh, Kim Kim Pagula in Buffalo. She's about to become like the majority owner of the Bills, yeah. um, as well as their like presidents and and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I just think it's really interesting that like of in all of all of those leagues that that's the one that has like the highest concentration of female owners, mm-hmm. which is you don't normally hear that about Are there like any female owners in the NHL. I don't think so, um, but you don't hear about that, right? No. Of like these big corporate, these like big like sports entertainment corporations necessarily. So the fact that that is what it is is kind of interesting. I don't think there's any female owners in the NHL. There's bad owners in the NHL. Are there any, like, speaking of the Oilers. Yeah. Are there any females at all? Who work where? Oh, there is, um, the owner of the Colorado Avalanche, the principal owner, anyway. It's Ann Moulton. I just want to, she's an heiress to the Walmart fortune, so there you go. Oh. Um. So we are not. We're not really huge fans of that? No. (laughs) No. Um, Pay your fucking employees living wage. But she's the only one. Of the 31, she's the only one. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. And then there's, like, the Molson family in um, Montreal. So I'm not sure what that structure looks like. But other than that, yeah, she's she's the only one. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought the whole, the discussion was an interesting one. And I just thought that, like, you know, if, if Becky Hammond gets hired as mm-hmm. a coach, she has to be allowed to fail up. Of She's course. not going to be, but she well, has she to. Well, she has to be allowed to fail. Like, I was just talking to my kids about this, uh, and they told me it. This was their definition of growing up, is failing and making mistakes brings you experience to be better. And every goddamn human deserves that. Yeah. And so I wish that she has opportunities to fail so that she can also grow and succeed. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. Absolutely. Um, but I also, I said that, you know, I'm worried that she's just going to be held to that higher standard. That, like, yeah. every decision that she makes will be... Critiqued. And it'll be, and it'll be like, like, micro decisions. Yeah. You know, everything will be put under a suspicious eye in a way. Yeah, and and some of the people. And I don't this... think that that's um, coming from players. I think that's coming from news media. Yeah. Oh, that I think critique. so too. Yeah, I don't think it's. I think I think there might be some. I don't think you can say that all players would be totally copacetic about it. No. But more so than any other. Yes. Of those leagues, I think. Agreed. Um. Yeah. In the. In the NFL, I'm just looking here. There's one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven out of 32. That's pretty good. Which is not... That's not nothing. No, it's not nothing. Um, that's definitely something. There's, I don't think there was any in baseball, if I remember correctly. Um, which does not surprise me in the slightest. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that was the, that was my, my other basketball question, and I don't usually have very many basketball questions. Um, I'm just looking at the NBA real quick here, and I don't know if there's any, oh yeah, the Denver Nuggets, same lady that owns the Avalanche. Oh, yeah, right. Which makes sense. Yes, but also Walmart. Yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith are part owners of the 76ers? Uh, yeah, I was sure I did know that. So there you go. There's a, she's, the only, she's the other one. And then uh, the owner of the Utah Jazz, is, is, her name is Gail Miller. Hmm. So there you go. Gail. Um, so we have one last question. Are you ready? It's from Mike, isn't it? It's from Mike. <laughs> Our closer. Our closer. Thanks, Mike. Uh, who's in bigger need of a good head coach? The Oilers? The Flames? Or Jamie Benn? <laughs> it's too bad that you saw it before. Didn't I just say, like, I don't want to talk about oral sex anymore? To be fair, he sent it at 6.07 and it's almost 9 o'clock. So, um, but we got a response to that, which I feel like you didn't see. What? Would you like to hear the Who? response? From a guy that writes on my website. Oh. He says, the correct answer here is Jamie Benn needs a PK coach so he knows what to do when he's a man down. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and on that note, with the look of disgust on Kelsey's face, uh, I would like to say thanks for listening. We appreciate it very much. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Meg14. You can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. You can listen to us on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Google Play. Instagram at GarbageFirePod. Yep. Check peep our website. GarbageFirePodcast.com. We got an email. Yeah. You can fucking figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, send us a better, like, more open prompt that we can tell the story about. Please. That we could, like, write a movie about. Like, our Christmas movie that we did. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Larissa would like to know her stats of how much ice cream she's consumed. Oh, that's a really good stat. I know that when I go home tonight, I'm going to consume some ice cream. Mm. Probably half a pint. I feel like I need to take an ice bath. It's so fucking hot in here. It's pretty gross. That's why I want to go home. Yeah. Because my north-facing place would be a lot cooler. Ugh. Imagine what my bedroom's like right now. Um. Anywho. Thank you so much for listening. We very much appreciate it. Yep. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>